whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hey. Hi. <gasps> Who's that third voice? I wonder. It's a surprise. <laughs> we say it's a surprise every time when it's never really a surprise. Um, well, we told you guys last week. Or we say we... it's special. Oh. We always have a special guest. Well, they're all special. I know. And we told you last week, I think. We maybe. did say that we were thought we were having a birth. Testimony. Story. Story. Birth story. Anyway, so we tonight, today, just whenever you're listening to this, plowing through this intro so well, (laughs) we have our friend Crystal with us to share her experience with her last baby's birth and to kind of talk with us about that. We've never gotten to really talk. I mean, we know some details of your birth, but we haven't ever really gotten a chance to talk to you about it so it was like typed up in a message or something yeah like verbalized right so yeah yeah. thanks for having me yeah so this baby was baby number four baby number four give us like a quick brief overview of your first three births oh i thought you were gonna say of my birth of the birth i'm like yeah quick you have five minutes 30 seconds go 30 seconds we have a really short podcast no yeah your first three births like what were what were they like briefly and just to get to some context not only what the birth was like but also maybe where you were at with birth let me open my notebook. Oh, you are. Does anyone else? She's wait. No. You're probably can tell your birth story without a notebook. No. I'm, just, I'm immediately judging several people. You know no. who you are. Um, oh, I wrote it right here. I legitimately wrote this down. Well, so, look at that. I feel like let's go back to. Well, okay. My first birth was a C-section. My second birth was a C-section. My third birth was a. V-back with un, like unmedicated V-back and then this in one the hospital. hospital right at the hospital mm-hmm. and then this one was at home so I feel like aside from having a an epidural at a hospital I've had a, a, like a good spectrum right. of experiences with birth and then like not having like a birthing center birth so it's right yeah so I, I feel like I have a unique perspective because I've experienced those different mm-hmm. so at the first one I was told it was medically required so we did with spina bifida being um, like a, a lesion on someone's back a mm-hmm. baby's back uh, I was told that there was a risk with rupture for okay. a vaginal birth so and I say I was told because because uh, last year we found out uh, from somebody in our church who had a baby with spina bifida that you actually can have a vaginal birth with spina bifida. So right. it's interesting, like, what you're told, and then mm-hmm. you just trust that. And I Right, guess, it depends on the doctor you're working with, right. what their opinion of it is. What their comfort level is. And you kind of don't want to mess with that, too. You're like, well, I don't know. I'm and it's your first mom, baby, like, and yeah, how many I years ago was that? About was six years ago. Six so. years ago was your first C-section, and yeah, then your right. second C-section was... was 15 months later. Okay. And that was elective because we just 
I don't know, it's so interesting. We wanted to have birth before we found out about Amnesty Spina Bifida because we'd watched a documentary called The Business of Making Babies. Have the you? Business of Being Born. Oh, Dusty was right. I corrected him and I was like, this guy doesn't know anything. Nope, it's The Business of Being Born. Okay. I mean, maybe you saw some other like one the, nobody's ever like heard lead of. Up, like, so yes. A man and a woman, they fall in love. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> the Business of Making Babies. <laughs> probably come up with something. Making babies isn't... I mean, that's a whole different yeah, topic right. of the business of that. So, yeah. Did you say having babies? I said making babies. Oh. So that's a different... Totally there different is a different... There is babies. a business of making babies, which... Maybe we'll talk about is that ...is really time. controversial. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. so we, we had we had wanted to have a natural birth at home. We were, like, planning on having a home birth. I oh, didn't okay. even have our first uh, ultrasound until I was... 20 weeks along, which is unusual. Okay. So for a first time mom, that's like going that direction, mm-hmm. uh, go- going like a hospital direction, you would have had, you know, probably multiple sounds by then. But anyway, had so you hired a midwife? No, we had a doula friend who was kind of walking us through it. And we, I guess just hadn't picked a midwife yet. Okay. Um, so it was at your 20-week ultrasound that you yeah. found out about the spina bifida. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we, that whole thing changed dramatically. So then when the second baby came around, it was like, well, that was, because I hadn't, didn't really have a rough C-section recovery. Like, mm-hmm. it was, you know, not too bad. 10 days, and then I was like, fine. Um, so we were like, let's just do that again. Like, that sounds great. Let's just choose our, because we were touring, we were doing ministry, like travel, like, wouldn't it be nice if we knew the exact day our baby was born? Well, you know what, let's just do that. And so we didn't really think about the future. We just mm-hmm. were like, we kind of like lost sight of the past and the future, like what we learned and what we wanted for the future. And we, I mean, so after that C-section, I think even somebody tried to talk me out of it. And I was like, no, that's none of your business. And I kind of wish I would have listened, but I also know that God is sovereign over that. So with the third baby, it was like, okay, we have to do a natural birth. Cause in my mind it was like, okay, if I have a third C-section, I don't know how many kids I can have after that, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to do that naturally. And that was a tough, tough situation. Um, I don't know how far into that you want me to go, but... Do you feel like um, your circumstances and people you met and things went into also making you evaluate that more? Because her third baby, you mean? Yes, because you were here... Yeah. You were already kind of around a, a lot of people who were more encouraging of natural birth and who were also kind of vocal about C-sections having risk hmm. by the time, or did you, do you not really feel like, do you feel like you had already kind of come to that conclusion it was after? It Apologia, right? You were on the newer side. No, no. Well, I don't know. So I started going to Apologia the end of 2017, got pregnant with Marie, April of 2018. So yeah, we were fairly new there, but no, I think I just... Had you already kind of come to that conclusion after you had Noelle that you didn't want to do another repeat C-section? Yeah, because I knew that, well, it could have been like a mixture of the two. I think Dusty and I often talk about how we maybe wouldn't have a bigger family or the desire for a bigger family had we not moved to Arizona because we came from a culture where two or three kids would have been a lot of kids mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, where we're at now, it's we really are kind of on the smaller side of family size. 
Um, so yeah, I think there was like a balance of knowing, like maybe just, you know, late night Googling, like, can you have three C-sections? Yeah. Um, but also seeing, you know, the larger families and being encouraged by that and knowing like, well, I don't want to just have three kids, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I want to have eight kids or whatever. So, um, yeah, that, the, it was kind of a mixture of what, what made us decide that. But also we knew that, um, we didn't want to like intervene in the natural process anymore and that it wasn't the healthiest thing for me or for the baby um regardless of how easy the recovery might have been mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah so that was a tough birth um for a lot of reasons and it's almost like that would be like a whole different conversation because mm-hmm. it marie's birth was very interrupted um i wouldn't call it like um it was an a, a unmedicated birth but it was not an undisturbed uh, that's what I was trying to say yeah. undisturbed birth it was okay, very so much disturbed where yeah. do you think that that started from <clears throat> I think it started from not seeking counsel near the end of the pregnancy um, but also because like I could put the weight on the medical team and be like, because we used like a midwife at like an OB's office. Uh-huh. So we thought we were like, oh, it's this more natural. But she was really just like a, an OB in training. I mean, it was, you know, she was encouraging of having a VBAC after two C-sections. And we had to find a specific practice that would even see me yeah. for a VBAC at this point with two C-sections. Yeah. Right. But, um... Wait, where was I going with that? We were talking about why, what happened to cause Marie's birth to not be, oh, uh, yeah. to be, uh, have, have interventions, so essentially. near the end, like, I would say around 35 weeks, I started to have, like, contractions that I had never experienced contractions before. So I didn't know that they were Braxton Hicks. I had always had C-sections before any, like... Activity Activity, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, ooh, this is it, you know, like... So I would talk to the midwife about, like, well, like, what can we do to get things moving, you know, because I was mm-hmm. sick of being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, I It think- wasn't like she was, like discouraging that like oh you're only 35 weeks you have a whole nother like she wasn't trying to help could you cope with being pregnant she was more like encouraging no she's like let's get you to 36 weeks we'll get you a steroid shot and then we'll you know i'll give you this uh i'll give you some some techniques and i'll give you like a labor shake recipe and i mean it was it ended up being like a phone call um and then a, a trip to the office and then a steroid shot and then going home and then drinking a labor shake at 36 weeks. Mm-hmm. And Was then, there like, any appeal to you over, like, kind of knowing, like, like if you're going to if you're going to drink a shake, you kind of know you're hopeful that it's going to like put you into labor. Was there some amount of like feeling like you just had a little bit of control over it, or do you think it was just you felt like your body wasn't working right? No, I wanted or... to have control over it. And I wanted to, like, get my baby in my arms, and I thought that I was really close. Um, and so I was like, let's just let's just speed this up. And what she told me was that a labor shake won't make you go into labor unless you're already in labor. So, like, wow. it will just get it going if it's already going. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to put my baby at risk then because I'm not – it's not like I'm, like – Basically, I'm just going to have, like, um, a big bowel movement if, you know, like, I'm just going to loosen things up in there and, you know, it's just going to be a laxative Mm -hmm. or it's going to make the baby come faster. So that's kind of what 
I was told now, had I sought out counsel, even just like maybe from you guys, I know that that would have been a completely different conversation, but I don't think that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. You know, I wanted yeah. to hear this pregnancy is almost over. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a healthy baby because you're already in labor. Um, and what I found out very shortly, because I ended up the labor shake and then like just instantly I'm thinking like, oh, I got to check the baby's heart rate, you know? And so I'm like trying to, um, you know, feel for movement. And then I'm thinking, oh, something must be wrong. So then we go down to triage. And what happened next was she did an exam and I'm like air quotes exam because what she ended up doing without even, I didn't even know what was happening was she stripped the membranes. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, like that, that Mm -hmm. hurts so bad. What did you just do? And she's like, oh, no, it's just, I was just checking you out. I had no idea that that was a thing. So I, she didn't like have my consent to do that. And I think maybe she thought I was like, let's do this. Yeah. Anyway. So then it went into like full blown labor and Mm -hmm. it hurt really bad. And I thought, Oh, those must not have been real contractions earlier. I probably would have been pregnant for a little while longer. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, this is what contractions actually feel like. Oh, I'm on my knees now and I can't talk and I'm not smiling anymore. And so, um, yeah, so Marie was born uh, six hours after we got to triage. And that was a whole, so that's like a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. But And you were 36 36 weeks? weeks, Yeah. And um, that was just so many, so many reasons why that sucked. Um, aside from being at the hospital and not being in control, but also like the recovery of that, my body wasn't ready to have a baby. Maybe I needed a little more time. It could have been a week, you know, it could have been two weeks, could have been six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she was kept at the hospital for longer because they, she didn't pass the car seat test. And so like, I could have left with her probably, but like, who wants to be like yeah. AMA, you know, like I'm leaving against medical advice with my newborn. Um, so I ended up walking like miles a day to go to the center of the hospital to feed her after I was discharged and she wasn't, and my body didn't recover well from that. Mm -hmm. So you had, did you, you tore with her? I did. And then I also had like a really bad prolapse. Yeah. So it was tough. It was really tough. And, um, I think hormonally too, it threw me into this weird thyroid issue. Mm. I don't even know why or how that's tied together, but I never had thyroid issues before. And then, like, about four months after she was born, I had to get on medication because my thyroid was so bad I couldn't function. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I don't know. I, I do feel like those are tied together. Like, it was like a traumatic yeah. moment for my body, mm-hmm. and my body didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. So, but I, like I said, like, the whole hospital birth thing, I almost feel like... My philosophy on that, because I remember asking you, you know, to be there, and it was hard for you because you're like, I just don't support, you know, that system. Right. I really struggled with that a lot. I prayed yeah. about it a lot, and I felt like I was being a really big jerk. So if I was, I'd, we've never really talked about that after the fact. But... I was resentful for a while, but I think that I understood, like, that after it, after, after having her, I realized, like, I could understand why somebody wouldn't want to go along with this. like It just almost feels like our hands are tied in a sense of, like, we can't really support you well. Like, all like the even, things that we would want to say and do and help you with, I mean, it starts all the way back at you shouldn't be taking a right. labor shake right now. Right. And so when that's the trajectory that is you're going down and it feels like any of my help and advice, I'm going to feel like I'm... 
And you didn't even know about the labor shake no, at that point. I, I didn't, but I knew I, I've had oh, five hospital births. And so I know what they do in the hospital. And right. I right. knew that that wasn't what I felt like was going to be the best way to support you and your body and your and baby. And I was telling you I wanted to have a natural birth at the hospital. And those don't really go well together. So there, like, it's possible. You can. They don't. Yes. Well, and I didn't have a natural birth at the hospital. I mean, I had an unmedicated birth at the hospital. Right. I had, my baby came out of my vagina, but I wouldn't say there any of that was natural. Right. Um, and you... That is a big differentiation. The natural birth versus unmedicated birth. And yeah. So many people use the, the term... There's a lot of people who use the word natural birth just... To talk about a vaginal birth. They like don't yeah. want to say the word vagina or vaginal. And so yeah. <laughs> they call it a natural birth instead of a C-section. When they had... It wasn't even unmedicated. Like they had right. tons of medications and Pitocin and right. epidural and everything. And they still call it a and natural maybe birth. maybe to avoid the word vagina, honestly, like you said. Yeah. But also, I used to say natural birth. and I, But I was... I don't know. Now that I've had Dusty Jr. or even just some time to think about what the process that went down, Mm -hmm. I realized it wasn't it wasn't natural. So Marie's birth led you to wanting to do things differently with your fourth baby, like that whole experience. So what we did was we went okay. Um, what's my second child's name? Noelle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Noelle's birth was a C-section. Uh-huh. We said, let's get moving towards that natural birth at home thing, but let's not jump from one extreme to the other. Let's do a middle of the road That's birth. so, so common. common. So right? common. I hear it now. A lot of times, first time moms will say like, well, I want to have a home birth, birth, but I'll do it after. But I need to like but experience frankly, it in the hospital first and I'm, then I'll do a home birth. And here's the thing. I can tell you between the pain level of my third and my fourth birth that mm-hmm. I, I, I mean I know that every birth is a little different but the stress of oh, yeah. being at mm-hmm. the hospital made the made the pains much worse much yeah. worse like I can think of both situations and I know that like if somebody's talking to you in the middle of a contraction and telling you you know right now I have to do this mm-hmm it's going to make it hurt a lot more. Like, I really never had a chance with Marie's birth at the hospital to go inside of myself and, like, talk to God because I was constantly being asked questions mm-hmm. and like, people were coming in and out, and I kind of had to be, like, perf- in performance mode. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think that would be encouraging for somebody who is trying to move towards having a home birth. I I, I would be like, oh, if that was that bad, I can't do that at home by myself. You yeah, know? yeah. What made you not have that reaction? Because it was so, I guess, guess, well, I wanted to do unmedicated and I knew that if I went back to the hospital, I would somehow try to find a way to an epidural Mm -hmm. because when I was there with Marie, I was, I was having such, um, crazy thoughts. I was like, you know what? In my mind, I'm thinking, I can't do this. This is horrible. I want a C-section. Yeah. Like right now, cut me open. And I'm like... I ended up giving birth like 45 minutes later mm-hmm. because they broke my water and stuff. But um, who knows how long. They were like, you can either go home or we can break your water. I'm like, I can't even talk. But I'm talking, so that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. But it was really bad. Yeah. There's no yeah. way I was getting into a car. Um, except if <laughs> I'm <sure> you. <laughs> I've, I've experienced that. Making that journey home. Oh, the yeah, journey. I wouldn't have survived. I feel like I would have died. Well, but. if they kick you out, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> and maybe your body, like kind of 
goes into like a little bit of performance mode, like where like you kind of like fight or pull flight. it together for a minute, you get home and you're like, oh, like mm-hmm. everything just, ha- I don't know. But um, yeah, so I think that why I knew I didn't want to do, uh, I could do it at home was really, I think a lot of it has to do with knowing God made my body to do this and mm-hmm. having faith, but also realizing that a lot of the challenges that I met there were put at me, not from within me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Not from the process itself, but from what was being introduced into the process. Fighting about, like, Mm -hmm. you need to have a, we need to get an IV started, you know, we need, and I'm like, why? Like, you know, you, we need, you need to be on the bed. Um, you know, we need to get you out of the water. Like, you know, you shouldn't drink this or eat that or, and right. I was like, well, this is what I, like, why do I have to go through like a middleman to like figure out what's best for me? Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, that I, that all the lights should be off right now and not just like one light over like your nurse station, like no, all of the lights, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then even the midwife telling me like, Hey, the OB is about to come in. Make sure you don't tell her that I gave you a labor shake recipe. I'm like, this is not what I need to hear right now. Like I'm just, <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah. So, Did, was there any part of you that felt when she said that, like, betrayed? Like, I thought this was the right thing and the okay thing, so why would I not? I don't think I could even think like that. I was like, the nurse was like snarky with me, and I was just uh, like, they were all stressed about his, uh, her heart rate. Um, like, saying that like well we need to keep an eye on the baby's heart rate because it wasn't going to like the levels it's supposed to during contractions Mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm. that and I was like you know uh, like trying to think of ways to make that better besides like get medicine or Mm -hmm. IV start I'm like well maybe I don't know maybe this was crazy but I was in the middle of labor I'm like maybe I can drink like a little bit of coffee or something like maybe I I don't know like let's try something else first (laughs) coffee (laughs) was like would you give your four-year-old coffee and I'm like I hate this lady. Like, I just get me out of here. Like, <laughs> like I'd give them coffee before I'd I give know, them that medication you're bringing I, it towards me. I said, I, I, I don't think I'd give my four year old coffee. What do you think? Like, I was in, so, I was so irritated. But all of that just kind of compiles, and it's like, yeah. So, um, I, they kind of like threatened to send me home, or we can break your water. And they knew I wouldn't go home. My my doula was like, I thought you were worried about the baby's heart rate. You're gonna send her home. And they were like, oh, yeah. Like, they're just, yeah. it was like a lot of uh, manipulation. And you don't want to have to be on, like, the defense when you're in your most vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, unless you're going to go there go to the hospital and be like, um, just go with the flow no matter what. Do like, whatever just, you yeah, want. Yeah. Let's just Even do if it's, like, doesn't match with, like, evidence or even what's proven to be best, you have to almost just do whatever they say and because whatever they want you to do. when you're in labor you're in a very vulnerable state. Like the last thing you want to do is advocate for yourself. Yeah. I can't like, I have a daughter with special needs. I can advocate for her all day and, um, and do it. And I really don't care what they think, but like when I'm about to, you know, be in the most vulnerable state or Mm -hmm. in the middle of it, the last thing that I should have to do is remind somebody of what we talked about all this pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, these are my goals. This is what I want to do. And, like, suddenly you you agreed with it all this time. And now all of a sudden we're here we are at the hospital and I'm not exactly meeting your check marks. And mm-hmm. so you want to talk about the things that I told you I don't want to talk about right when I'm, like, dying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I say that... You know, obviously, I'm not dying, but it feels like it. It feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So. so you guys decided when you got pregnant the fourth time to hire a midwife right away, a home birth midwife, or what? What point in the pregnancy did you guys really decide or commit to doing a home birth? We. I, I want to say we just knew ahead of time. Like, okay. Yeah, because we were headed that direction. Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's do a middle-of-the-road thing. We'll have a birth at the hospital. And I was like, never again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we knew beforehand. Okay. Yeah. And then it was just like, I think maybe I had been invited to some of the classes that you guys do mm-hmm. on Tuesdays or something. And, um, yeah, just kind of getting to know Julie and going, hmm, I, you know, she seems like a really nice lady and liking the information and realizing that, you know, um, she had a lot of the similar thoughts that I did about like knowing that I could do it and mm-hmm. I didn't need somebody else to tell me how to do it. Um, so, so it was just about Dusty liking her and yeah. he did. And so we were like, okay, let's do this. So what was the difference between like your care prenatally with, with the, the two midwives? Yeah, like between, between like a CNM in the hospital yeah, versus your home birth midwife. Um, I decided what kind of care I wanted. Mm-hmm. So with Julie, it was like, you know, do you want me to check your urine this time? Like, nah, or yeah, or do you know? Do you want to hear, like, like I, you know, do you want to hear with the Doppler or do you just want me to try with the fetoscope? You know, yeah. Um, but more than that, I mean, just how are you feeling, like? Do you have any concerns? Um, Not, uh, you know, she would take my blood pressure. And I think that there was some, you know, important things that she did that were, you know, I guess she wouldn't have even forced me to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. it was like, uh, you know, here's kind of what I'll do unless you don't want me to. Mm -hmm. She would explain to you her reasoning and rationale Mm -hmm. behind why she wanted to do certain things and still give you the option. Yeah. But they made sense. And she would give me the reasons why she thought it was a good idea. Like, she wouldn't just be like, oh, you don't want to do that? Well, I'm not going to tell you why it's important. Um, But, like, at the same time, you know, she didn't do, like, um, internal exams or, like, um, any... Like, I'm trying to think... I feel like I'm so far away from my last birth that I can't even remember. Um, But, okay, like... So here, I had co-care through this last pregnancy. Okay. So the reason I did that was so that I could get a few things covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. So, and I would, I don't, I wouldn't do it again. Like it was so stressful, you guys. Um, I would go to the OB and get like, you know, blood work done um, because it was covered Just standard, by yeah. insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to get the ultrasound to make sure that the baby didn't have spina bifida. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, in order to do that, like they were pressuring me to do these different tests, like genetic screening and get an early ultrasound. Like every single appointment was like, are you ready for that ultrasound? And I didn't like want an ultrasound. I didn't have any reason to get one. You know, I wasn't like checking for twins or like whatever, you know, dating. I wasn't dating. I knew exactly when I conceived like, so it was just frustrating. I felt like every time I went into the office, I was fighting. Like, I went in there with my guard up, stressed out to mm-hmm. explain, like, well, I don't want an ultrasound. Yeah. I don't want to know the gender. I don't want to look at the baby. Like, I, there's no reason for an early ultrasound. I'm not going to have an abortion. Like, I'm not worried about, like, something that I need to do something about. Like, I have plenty of time, you know. Mm-hmm. So it did feel like the difference was 
I was in control with Julie and she was like a friend to me, you know, and someone who cared about my well-being and made suggestions about what I eat. It's like the doctor never mentioned my diet. Like, you know, are you eating healthy? Like, are you exercising? Are you drinking lots of water? It was like, let's make sure you don't need medicine for your nauseous. Like, granted, you know, some people need medicine for nausea, but like, should it be offered every single time? Like right away, right Mm -hmm. when you walk in? Like, so how are you feeling? Well, you know, I'm nauseous. Do you want me to write you a prescription? And it was like, well, why don't you talk to me a little bit about like, why, like, how am I eating? You know, like, Mm -hmm. am I, am I drinking water? Like, am I, you know, not just jump right to that. Yeah. Uh, So I feel like the, they're just polar opposites. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. So how many, like, what did you have any, like, pre-labor stuff at all? What do you mean? Like... Did you start having Braxton Hicks and contractions before... You went into labor? With Dusty Jr. Yes. yes. Yeah. I did. I had it When did like you start? Weeks. Okay. Yeah. So you started having Braxton Hicks. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, mm-hmm. this is what those are. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was like, oh... And I think that's when it really hit me, too, was when I realized, like, wow, I think I probably would have gone further with Marie than I did. Yeah. Yeah. So then how many weeks were you when you started going into labor? 37. Yeah. Which was kind of encouraging. On the dot? It was like 37 and 1. Okay. And I gave birth the next day, so 37 and 2. And that was kind of encouraging to me. I felt, like, slightly less bad about forcing Marie out so early because I was like, maybe she would have come in 37 weeks. Like, trying yeah. to encourage myself and feel better. But right. every birth is different. Um, yeah, so I was 37 and 2. And how did things start? So a week before that, I was sitting at Melissa's house. We were having, like, Sabbath dinner. It was a mm-hmm. Saturday night. And I was having a lot of contractions that didn't hurt, but they were more often mm-hmm. um, than usual. And I was, like, having this conversation with her, how it's funny how you always think it's twins early on. Like, oh, I bet you it's twins. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm showing a lot. And then you always think you're going to go early, right? It's like, well, maybe you guys don't. But I'm always like, this baby could come at any time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And we were laughing about that. And I was, I actually did have him nine days later. You Mm -hmm. know, I was 36 weeks and we were having that conversation and we were just joking. I was like, you know, it could be six more weeks. I could go to 42 weeks. I... So it is kind of that crazy end of time where you think, like, yeah. it could be now. Or and the hard part about it is now. you have to be prepared for both. Like, you right. have to be prepared to, like, mentally and physically, like, to go into labor and have your baby at that point. But you also have to be prepared to, like, have it be six more weeks. And it feels so impossible to be in the place of, like, okay, I can do this. I'm ready to, like go through labor, but also I'm ready to just stay like this for six more. Like, it just feels like two opposite ways of preparing, but you kind of have to be ready for either. And every time once you actually go through labor and have the baby, you think the next time I'll know what is (laughs) real and what is not like, I'll know that those stupid things I thought could be signs like aren't signs. I know. I feel like I'm screwed for next time because I had it so good this time. When I say that, like for me, it was like, 
I had my baby early, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't get to the like miserable last few weeks that a lot of mm-hmm. pregnancies get to. Um, so yeah, you have to, but, but what I did was I said, my, pre- my due date is August 8th. And that was two weeks after my actual due date. So I just started telling people August 8th. So people would be like, so when are you going to have this baby? You know, that that mm-hmm. wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had really prepared myself to go to 42 weeks, mm-hmm. but I think by 39, I would have been like, okay, like this, I'm, we're good. Actually, my new day is so in a week. It's in three days. Um, so, yeah. I, okay, so you were 37 weeks. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at church in the front row. Remember when we used to sit in the front row? How cute was that? Now um, we sit in, like, the back row. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get out quick. No, um, so we were sitting in the front row, and I'm just having all these all these contractions, like, three to five minutes apart, just one after another after another. Were they or, painful? Or? Not at all. Oh. No, they were just there. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, this is different. This is kind of, I started to get kind of excited, where you're like, the nation's going down, let's make a bailout bag. Like, I was like, let's make a, like, let's get excited for this baby. <laughs> but, um, so I, I did, um noticed that and then when I got home at eight and I remember walking around at church going I'm having a lot of contractions like but they don't hurt but I was just excited yeah (laughs) when I got home I started having these nesting urges which was really interesting um I started stuffing diapers cloth diapers because I had never clothed before well I started with sorry but um so yeah I'm nesting a little bit and I'm like why am I doing this this doesn't make any sense um, and then I gotta go to my page. Uh, I, I wasn't having any pain at nine o'clock. I was like, okay, it's, I'm going to go to sleep. Like, this is silly, but you know how you're really excited. Yeah. So I tried to suppress that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to yep. get some rest. Um, and then I started having dreams at like midnight that I was getting, um, like stabbed in the stomach. Oh, or something like that. Yeah, like it yeah. Was like, like it, it went into your dream. That yeah. is interesting. And I, it was the first pain I felt. And I was like, these dreams suck. I'm waking up. And I woke up and I was like, it's not a dream. Um, it's so, kind of like that when you like have a dream that you think you need to pee and then you wake up and you're like, oh no, I really just yeah. need to pee. I'm really glad I never found a bathroom in that dream. <laughs> I'm so thankful that God made our pee stop when we uh, sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For most of us. Um, so I, I woke up and I was like, oh, this is real. Like, this isn't a dream. So they were like six to 14 minutes apart. Like we're, you know, irregular, Mm -hmm. um, 45 seconds long, but they were more intense. And I, now I have a different pain scale for labor. There's like a, there's like a pain scale and Uh then there's a labor pain scale. There's like the early labor pain scale. And then there's a like real active, hard labor pain scale. And they're totally different. Like Uh stubbing your toe doesn't go on the labor pain scale. Mm -hmm. Like there's like a normal life pain scale and then there's like okay now I'm an active labor pain scale mm-hmm. so I would give it a three on the active labor pain scale which okay. is you know like a seven or eight on the normal, normal life yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it was like a three and I reached it's out to the Lauren. ones where when you haven't had a baby yet you're like this is it I'm in like and at like an eight right because the these are scale. so hard and for and real. then mm-hmm. later on you're like I feel like even oh. when you've had a baby sometimes you just forget. Yeah. can forget it's true I like the way you're looking at your door with it's because a, right a kid is trying to break <laughs> in who is it I can tell you who it is yeah under four it's arrow mm-hmm. yeah or unless it's maybe one of your kids but no 
Anyway, so I, I reached out to Lauren. I took, like, I got in the bath. Do you guys remember my Real Quick Mama video where I walked through, like, what I envisioned my labor to be like? And I was like, I'm going to start off in my bedroom. It's, I have a feeling it's going to be at night. All I, I remember is you do, do, singing that, like, yeah. bear hunt song. Yes, I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I, I did. It actually happened the way I thought it would. Like, I got out of bed. I realized I had pain. I got in the bath. I what time was my this husband up? up. Um, I got in the bath at, like, 12 or 1. Okay. And I didn't wake Dusty up. I'm like, I'm going to be one of those strong women that I hear about that, like, let their husbands sleep. Because mm-hmm. I'm more of a... <laughs> babe like it hurts wake up but I realized yeah. like we have a whole family to take care of and so I could this could be two days you know so or three days or a week so um, I reached out to Lauren and, and she sent me this text she said every contraction is God's hand pushing that baby down Aww. and I was like oh that's encouraging and that ended up popping in my head when I was in like the end of labor Mm -hmm. and it really helped me like every contraction was working you know working for me and it was god like made that contraction so that really helped me actually but i did lose my mucus plug in that like time Mm -hmm. period within like 30 minutes of that and started to have like some spotting and you know when you're you're like not sure if you're in denial or mm-hmm. if you really are in labor. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I yep. think I'm in labor, but I don't know. So, anyway, she said, go back to sleep. But, like, tell Julie, you know, let her know what's going on because I hadn't even told her. So, I did go back to sleep and with a heating pad and every contraction woke me up and it hurt. And I just went back to sleep. Um, but, you know what? Like, don't were they time still... the contractions, please. Yeah. Were they still... You didn't time them? I did, and oh. I, I won't again. I will not. I, I'm making myself a promise because it's just pointless. And it t- kind of, like, towards the end, I could see how you might, might want to see that I'm progressing. But, like, in that moment, it was just, like, taking my sleep away. Like, mm. I just needed to go to sleep. Mm. So you felt like you had to, like, wake up more to, like, be paying attention to turning be, on like, the timer. Sleep, a contraction would wake me up. I'd hit start. And then, like... It would go away. I hit stop and I go back to sleep. And but like was, having yeah. to mentally like think about doing the start and the stop and paying attention to like how many has it been? Like, it how made long no difference. Been? Like if I was mm-hmm. gonna have a baby, I would know. You know, it, like right. it would have gotten worse. And so right, yeah. So, um, the next morning I messaged you all church ladies Mm -hmm. and I think part of it was I knew that my baby shower was that night and I was not sure if I was going to make it so I kind of gave myself till noon to like let everybody know and ask for prayer and stuff but um I didn't make it to my shower you did not make it to your shower she said I didn't make (laughs) it to my shower oh I whispered I forgot we were recording legitimately I forgot um so did I I was supposed to have the shower yeah, and then... Did I have a sick kid or something? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think that's what it something was. Something happened in which I couldn't have the shower. I do think you had a sick kid. I think maybe I had a sick kid a couple days before, but then they ended up being fine by then. But we just had to, like, make a backup plan. A decision. Oh, was it, like, a... So because, like, we were being extra careful with, like, COVID or something. I was like... Yeah. Right? It was, wasn't it during the time where everyone had to be like, even now, Maybe. I feel like we're still like, oh, somebody has a runny nose, you can't come. When was he born? July. So yeah, so, yeah. it was like right in the middle of it. Yeah, it could have been something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so um, 
my contractions slowed down and so did the bleeding. Um, every 17 minutes, 40 seconds, my app like kind of averages it out mm-hmm. so I could look it back at that and see that I had contractions every 17 minutes as opposed to like the six mm-hmm. to like 10 minute range. Uh-huh. Um, most of the day it stopped. So I started to wonder like, could I have gone to the shower? And then you came over. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was around four. Yes, because so. it was close to the shower. And I, did I bring you a tub? I set up your tub. You did. Yeah. But I don't know why I came over. What I, I was, was going to, I literally said, ask about that. Why did you come over? I don't know. Okay. I, I, maybe I came to bring, I think there was something missing from the birth supplies that I needed to bring to help you set up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know either. I just remember yeah. coming over and being like, your pool's not set up. Mm-hmm. And you look like... Yeah. You took a picture of me when I was I having did. a contraction. And that uh-huh. was before they got bad, Yes. Too. Yeah. Because it was, like, right after you left that it got... It really picked up. And when mm-hmm. I say picked up, it got to a four out of ten. because I just left my, like, labor fairy dust in the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I got into the bath, and I remember sitting in the bathtub... And I had this, like, wave of doubt wash over me. And I was like, what am I doing? I should be at a hospital right now. Like, I mm. I can't do this. I was remembering how bad it was with Marie. And I was thinking, this is nothing. Like, this 4 out of 10 that I'm feeling is nothing compared to what it's about to be. Um, and so I, I, I reached out um, to, you know, the same group message mm-hmm. and asked for prayer. And it, it did get so much better after that. Like, the, the doubt. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had another moment like that after that. Yeah. Um, so I almost feel like that would have been my transition. But it wasn't because I wasn't, like, that far along mm-hmm. yet. Um, do you want me to slow down or speed up? Speed up. Okay. So, uh, whatever. I feel like you're doing fine. Oh, good. It's just right. We're just flowing right along. So, I was, like, on my knees in our bathtub with, like, a towel rolled up under my knees, and Mm -hmm. it was just hurting so bad, and my back wasn't in the water enough to, like, really help with the pain, and so I was like, let's, you know, let's get over to the birth pool. Julie came by. How close were they at this point? Any clue? Yeah. um, I mean, last time you said they were every 17 minutes. minutes. Seven and a half? Yeah. Okay. 45 seconds long and I realized I had some time to go but I was just like not getting the the help with the pain that I really wanted to that I felt like I could get from the bath so I really wanted to go that route I'm like a bath the person tub. anyways yeah so I figured mm-hmm. it would soothe so um yeah Dusty started to fill it up and Julie came by um she had another birth um and they were, like, in labor. And I was, like, a little stressed. I'm, like, oh, no. Like, I'm not going to have a midwife. She came to the shower. So that She person, thought she was, yeah. yeah. She that, ended up yeah. not being it was like a false needed. Alarm. Yeah. Right. And she came to the shower. And I think she was helping with someone else. It wasn't her Yes. Client. She had been over yeah. at your house for a while. And then she was, like, well, I need to go. Right. And then, because I remember that she also was kind of, like... After she figured out she didn't need to go to the other she birth. She offered to come back. 
And you guys were like, no, no. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. And we all were like, oh, no. Is Crystal ever going to have her come back? We're not sure. Like, is Crystal really mad right <laughs> no. now? Oh, you guys thought that? I didn't know. Oh, wow. We had no, we definitely were like. Is she just did like. she wish that Julie, like, didn't leave? And Julie's like, I told her that I would stay. Funny. And I'm like, yeah, but you also told her that, like, someone else needed her. So. How funny. What if Crystal just about feels like you. Abandoned her. We're abandoning her. And now she doesn't want you to come back. Don't you love these fake scenarios we make up in our minds? We like, just don't know. Yeah. No, I do that a lot, though. But so we were very much like, we want Crystal to feel, like, supported and not abandoned. But we also don't want to just, like, be like, we're all here now. Yeah. And you're like, um, I actually didn't want any of you. <laughs> right, right. No, I think, so what, what was happening was, um, Dusty and I were in this sweet space. Mm-hmm. So we had gone in his office... Um, I had gotten in the pool and we tried watching a movie, um, which was just stupid. Just stupid. I was like, pause it. Uh, okay, push play. Pause it. Uh, but I was like, why are we trying to do this right now? Like, just, I couldn't hear any, any talking yeah. at all during my contractions. So I was like, shut that thing off. Like, I don't want to hear Vince Vaughn right now. <laughs> what so, were you watching? Uh, the internship. Oh, man. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. So, um... We ended up putting on some worship and singing. That probably went better. Oh, so much better. And honestly, <laughs> I, it took me back to one of Julie's classes where I rolled my eyes through much of the class when she was showing those videos of the lady who was like um, singing with her husband. The, the 23rd Psalm? You? Yeah. I was annoyed by that video. I was like, Why? that's dumb. Because here, and I told her this, so I'm not trash talking. Huh. Because it wasn't, I was like, there's no way she's, she's about to give birth. Like she's, you know, she's in like early. So, but this was, I don't know, four, six hours before. So still, I mean, I wasn't as far along as they say she was in that video, but I truly did experience pain relief from singing. And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of funny. So as like, as the songs were coming on, if I knew the words, I could sing. And I noticed sometimes you can sing. But you can't necessarily, like, actually get the words out. You're, like, mouthing them, but you're, like, still letting your mind go there Mm -hmm. instead of dwelling on, Mm -hmm. like, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I noticed, though, that the physical singing was really helping. Like, the... Interesting. Opening up. Yeah, like, if I didn't know the words, I'd be like, change the song! And, like, because I needed to hear the words and be able to sing them out and Mm -hmm. have, like, a, a... a path grooved out for me of like what to sing instead of trying to like improv and yeah. sing. <laughs> it didn't work to, to try and make up the words. So um, what was special about that is it was right at the same time as everybody at the baby shower was singing hymns. Mm-hmm. So I, it was just so cool. How, so how just in out. case we didn't say this, we still did the baby shower without I, Crystal. I encouraged We had it. just decided, yeah. like, we didn't know if she was going to be able to make it or not, but we didn't want to, like, cancel it in case you could People come. Food. And so we we're like... Decided, we, we decided it would be a great time to sing hymns and to pray for you. Yes. If you were there. Because we figured yeah. if she's not here... She's in labor. She probably needs pray. us to be praying right, for her. Right. Yeah. So. And that yeah. was really encouraging. So, yeah, um, that helped a lot with the pain. And then I ended up never getting out of the bath. Just really quick fast forward. I stayed in the bath for like seven hours. The birth tub. The birth tub, yeah. Okay. The birth tub. So. Turned um, into a prune. The what? You turned turned into into a prune. prune. I did. (laughs) I did. Yeah. It was um, hot. 
because I kept having him change the water out because it wasn't the same when it wasn't hot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, like, yes. The result mm-hmm. of that was I was sweating a lot and <laughs> drinking a lot of water and peeing a lot. And mm-hmm. he's like, where's all this pee coming from? And I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, my contractions went down to five to six minutes apart, but they were less less long, less long, shorter um, and less painful. <laughs> So, like, 40 seconds instead of 45 seconds, but, like, didn't hurt as bad. And then um, at 9, so that was, like, our special time. And that's probably why you guys never heard from me. Julie never heard from me. Like, we all thought you were were pissed. singing. Yeah, we were just praising God. And you guys were (laughs) gossiping. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Totally serious. Um, So, uh, at 9 o'clock, there were every 45... Uh, every three and a half to four minutes for 45 seconds they started to get to the point where I was like let's call Casey I kind of had in in my mind that she would take pictures and get footage Mm -hmm. um, but she ended up turning into the counter pressure queen Mm -hmm. she had stayed at your house she was gonna so after the shower she came back over because she was gonna just sleep here because she didn't want to drive all the way home good choice she wanted to be close for if whenever you needed her so she was gonna sleep stay the night in tim's office the room we're in right now sleep yeah she didn't sleep instead she got called like right as right as she was getting here she is amazing i am just um wow so so I called her to come over. She earned herself the nickname the counter pressure queen, but I didn't use her right away. I just wanted her there for pictures, right? Yeah. She, mm-hmm. she ended up, I'm like, help, and she never left that spot after that. Yeah. Um, I invited my mom in the room. She's so sweet. She was just sitting in the living room, like, waiting to be invited in. Like, Aww. I, like, I hope yeah. you invite me in. Um, and then finally, Dusty asked Julie to come um, at 1040. So there was a lot of singing for a couple of hours, like, of that Um and then the pain got worse. I started to need counter pressure. Um, and then Julie's notes go on. So this is where I kind of like checked out yeah. a little bit. But um, so these are Julie's notes. So she got there at 11. Um, and then Alina showed up shortly after that. And she her assistant? Baby. Yes, her assistant. Right. Her her doula. Right? Yes. She's an assistant. No? Okay. Her, Julie's assistant. But I mean, Julie's doula also fits too. Yeah. Or my doula, her assistant. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Um, she was, the first thing she did was like check the baby's heart rate during a contraction. Um, things were good. And that was, I think, when Casey started with counter pressure and ended up doing it for three hours. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So then we're going into now it's Tuesday at midnight. All right. July 7th he ends up being born like a couple of hours later um at midnight I think Julie saw me getting a little um what is the word exacerbated and she's like remember and I was super annoyed that she said this you can't go over it you can't go under (laughs) it gotta go through it and I was like "Ah." I hate that right now yeah but we were all like you're the one that started I it. I know. So it's just taking that kid's song when I was pregnant and I was like reminding myself like there's no way to go around this if I want to do what my heart desires and what I know God created me to do and that is and Dusty's desires to to just do it, you know, yeah. like just let it happen and go with it and embrace it and not um, try to change the process mm-hmm. based on what's convenient for me or out of fear. Um, so you can't go over it. You can't go under it. I'm going on a bear hunt. Like, mm. going into labor. 
And <laughs> you so, probably just loved Julie. Yeah. So much. Punch in the face. Yeah. She saying that. It's like when it's like when you tell your husband that you're gonna start exercising um, at six AM and at six AM he's like, Good morning. You ready to exercise? It's like, no, I meant that at ten PM. I don't mean it now. <laughs> um, so at twelve forty, uh, the song Behold Our God, these are all her notes Aww. came on and um she talked to me about the effectiveness of my contractions. It was a little bit discouraging at first, but she was absolutely right. And it was just what she needed to say. Um, she just told me that I was, my, my contractions weren't really working for me. And it was sort of like instinctual, I think, that she said that. And I think that that could have been misplaced in other situations, but it was wisely placed in this one. Because mm-hmm. when she said that, I was like, oh, no, like... These are, I'm wasting contractions right now, but I, I don't know. I just realized what I was doing was I was fighting them. So I was like bearing in, like I was squeezing in, I was holding back, yes. fighting it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I didn't want it to, instead of like leaning in and maybe even like letting it slightly. really like yeah. relax your bottom. And You're like, yes, I was clenching. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. clenching mm-hmm. during the contractions. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, the next one I just let go. Um, and they got longer and stronger, mm-hmm. like yeah. right away, longer and stronger. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were working for me. And that was at 12, uh, one o'clock was when like they got longer and stronger and he was born an hour later. So you could really see, like, I feel mm-hmm. like that really helped progress. I feel like uh, after going through as many of my own births, but also like witnessing as many births, I feel like everyone gets to this point of like hitting a wall of like... You can't, like, you have no other option but to, like, go through. Go on a bear hunt. Like, you can't. I, like, know yeah. exactly yes. when it was with my last birth. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. You guys like, all left to go get dinner. <laughs> yes. I just feel like it's, I've, I can't think of a time in my own birth or almost every birth I've witnessed where there isn't this moment in time of, of like, whether it's like spoken out loud or you can even observe it, but where you just get to this point where you're like, I either am going to like let this finish happening and like go along with it, or I'm gonna like continue fighting it and making this be prolonged. I'm curious about some some births. If that's always the case. Yeah, it's I, not transition. You're talking about before that, right? Like yes. Much before, like mm-hmm. kind of the transition into mm-hmm. transition. Sometimes it's close together, but there are. I think different there are births par- that that doesn't happen. Probably it happens. Yeah. I can't think of what birth you're thinking of. The most recent one I was at. Oh yeah. There are some oddballs. <laughs> <laughs> who just <laughs> there's some people who are a little harder to read that it makes a little I don't sense. know that there was ever a point of like holding things back for that mom I think yeah it was just and there's another birth I'm thinking of <laughs> the one where I caught that baby yeah. that it just feels like there's no but yes that's not the norm anyway anyway Okay, well, here's a question. Do you feel like with all of your births, uh, where this applies, that you've had a transition every time? Oh, yes. Every time. Oh, yeah. You? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I'm, I didn't have one with this one. Like, well, let's define transition. Okay. So uh, for me, because maybe that's what it is. So for me, it's like when you have doubt and you're like, I'm not sure about this. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, sometimes like 30, about 30 minutes out from when you're 45 minutes out from when you have your baby, like. I definitely so, don't have doubt during it. So what is your transition? Explain that to me. Like, what would you say is. Contractions getting a lot longer, stronger, more real. And just you that, like, have doubt. Like some mom, some moms experience that yes, feeling fear during of that. like, oh no, I can't do this anymore. Um, Get me you might now. throw up. Some moms feel that way, but I've never. Is thrown it panicky? Up. Some moms get some panicky, moms, but not always. But not, not for you guys. It's not really some just... of my labors I have, but some of them I haven't. I think maybe my then my moment would have been like when I was like reminding Casey like don't stop doing that and reminding Dusty like don't leave with the puke bucket like just because I was like I think you knew it was imminent oh, like yeah. you knew it yeah. was- transition is like not necessarily like one moment it sounds like it was the whole time from Last- when Julie had that pep talk with you about making the contractions yeah. start until yeah okay so transition is when it really goes from up to that next level so there's these levels. I feel like the there's right like that level. early labor. Like these are kind of painful. I think I might be in labor. Yay! To like now I'm in active labor, and these are like painful. These I want to be in the real. bath. I don't okay. want to talk to people. But then there's like the oh no, the oh, baby's going to be coming no. now. These really suck. So with Marie, I can't do this forever. Or I will die if I have to do yes. this forever. Yeah, well that's yeah. kind of what I was expecting mm-hmm. to happen. Like, and that's what I experienced with Marie, or like this whole like get me into it. You know, throw me on an operating table. Yeah, I'm some people feel that way, but that isn't yeah. a requirement for a transition. I haven't I felt like I was gonna die the last couple of times because I. It actually hitting transition has been encouraging to me because I'm like, oh, You're it's like almost there. Yes. Right. So I have not felt the dread of if I do if I have to do this for hours, I'm gonna die. Okay. Because instead, I think I automatically just know, no. like, oh, yeah. good, like we're getting to the end of this. That's and I think- so it actually then that's when I usually reach down and then I start to feel like baby's moving, even if I have to reach inside, and then I'm usually. Like, like almost encourage and like get some adrenaline going of right. like okay like this is here we go we're near here we line. go yeah so I I think I prepared myself a lot for this like moment of panic and doubt and like get me to a hospital mm-hmm. like I'm not doing this mm-hmm. um and I think honestly a lot of prayer over that and like um envisioning things going well and like what I would do in those situations kind of walking through it in my mind like mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and asking God for the strength um I hope that was the loudest drink ever <laughs> uh, <laughs> was what helped me too but anyway so from the moment she told me longer and str- like to let my contractions work for me until the baby's head was born, I was screaming through every contraction. So that was an hour of, like, the worst contraction. Would you... So do you have any of it on video? Mm-hmm. When you say screaming, I'm always interested because I feel like people, different people have different interpretations of different words. And I feel like people think they're, they're doing something that they actually aren't externally doing. But that's why I'm wondering, because she's seen it on video. Mm-hmm. If, if it makes me word... so uncomfortable to watch... Because I remember, it reminds me of how bad it is. Like, I think that it's... Okay, that all sounds like transition. Like, that whole that hour. Whole hour. Yeah. That was a long hour. 
but it also was short, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, screaming or, screaming like, like, yelling? Like, like roaring? Like, low or roars like or, like, high-pitched? Like, I would say most of them were higher. Higher. Interesting. Yeah, I would, but I had a few, like... Where I, and it was always intentional when I went lower. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I think that, you're, that it feels better where, like, you're, you know, get, like, vibration in there. And so, like, a couple of times I went for, like, the, oh, you know? Yeah. But it was, at that point, I couldn't keep it quiet. So it was hard mm-hmm. to do that because mm-hmm. that wasn't the loudest I could get, you know? And so I'm more of a loud, uh-huh. like, birther. So, um, yep. yeah, it was hard to um, keep quiet, even if I wanted to, mm-hmm. like... So, um, at one point, my mom would, like, grip. She was in there, you know, sitting on that, like, futon in there. Mm-hmm. Um, she would just grip the um, handle of the arm of the futon through every contraction and start rocking, and that was irritating me, like, really bad. <laughs> like, you're not in this. Like, you can't feel this. Like, you know, but I know it was, like, my baby's hurting, and she wanted to take the pain away from me, but it was, yeah. like, throwing me off a little bit. I told her about that later. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, uh, at um, screaming through contractions, I was also sleeping between them, Mm -hmm. which I also thought was weird when I've heard of that, Mm -hmm. but it's... Was legit. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. So I would just lean back in the tub, put my arms up on the side, fall asleep, have a weird dream, like a real dream, and then I'd wake up and I could just before the pain would start. It's like your, it's like your body's mm-hmm. like it's coming. I didn't Let's feel anything, up. but mm-hmm. it was. And then I'd get on my knees. Casey would push. Dusty would hold my hands. I would squeeze. I'd be like, Rah! and then sit back down, fall asleep, and that happened for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was feeling pushy at 1.36, and I had this, like, involuntary bearing down, and I, I the best way I can describe it is it was, like, throwing up on the inside. Like, I just couldn't yeah. do anything mm-hmm. else. It, yep. No choice. Um, at 1.46, I started to, like, I would say the baby's head was, like, uh, two inches, in, like, inside mm-hmm. still. Um, and I could feel the soft spot, and, you know, not crowning, but I'm, like, noticing yeah. that the baby's getting lower. And where did I put? Oh, I started to feel this, like, caterpillar inching down feeling where I was like, oh, he's getting lower. Mm-hmm. Um, at 149, my water broke, and Casey was doing counter pressure, and she felt it, and I felt it. It was like this pop. We were both kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt like a sharp pinch, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't ask someone to do that to me a bunch. It's just not a good feeling, but... It didn't hurt. And then at two, his head was born. So like you saw in the video, that was right, probably recorded like right after my water broke. Okay. And, um... Because you weren't screaming during contractions any longer. I would say once my water broke, the contractions changed. Maybe I had like one or one or two more like that were really, really painful. And then after that, I started to lose the line when I knew they started and ended. It was, it was almost, all just so much pressure. Yeah. Like, all just feeling the baby. Like, I kept waiting for, like, a moment where I would feel, like, pushing, and mm-hmm. I just sort of had to decide, like, I think this is about when I would. Like, I didn't I didn't know exactly when that would be. I, I, I know what you're talking about now. When you said you didn't think you really had any more contractions, I agree that that's true for me. It's that feeling that you're talking about of, like knowing when the contraction is going to start before it starts it's that like the building of the 
it's not even pressure, but like you just feel like that. It sounds energy. super woo woo, but it's like you weird. feel the energy building. And then, so I agree that during my pushing contractions, I would also agree that the, there's not pain with the contraction anymore. Right. Now it's the Localized. now it's the pain. Now it's the feeling, pain, the feeling pain. like your hips are but apart. You can you do if you're paying attention and waiting for it, you do know when that energy is yes. building and when you're going to be working with it. Even though you can't feel the actual contraction. It's not a pain contraction yeah. of like... It just is... Yeah, it's And I different. would also agree that after your water is broken, you also have relief from that because of the fact that there isn't as much pressure. Like... Because you have more pressure because of the... Like, a water balloon around the baby's head. Like, your so uterus is all around amount. this, so now... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So, because I did kind of feel like intuitively I knew like this would probably be when I would push, but I didn't have any real reason why because uh-huh. I couldn't feel exactly. I was like waiting, waiting, waiting. Hmm, maybe now. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will probably be like, definitely now, but that wasn't really me. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, at least in my last couple bursts, like, ah. I don't feel like I'm like, I wonder when I should push it. Like my, like you were talking about, like my body is just throwing up yes. my baby and I'm not like, yeah, yes. it was but, a good time. But right. there's definitely a pause of a time where it's like not happening. Right. Yeah. Yes. But I don't feel like I'm consciously like now I'm going to push. It's like my body's just doing that. But you, I'm not. But can you still feel the build up to yes. when it's going to yes. be like yeah. about that time? Right. You feel involved because you're like, okay, it's coming. It's right. about to yes. happen. But I feel like it's and, my body. Yes. yes. But I feel like it's my body doing it, not me being like, should I push now? It's yeah. just my Which body feels is really like, different than if you've had a hospital epidural birth where oh, yeah. you can't yeah. feel any of it and they're like, all right, put ready. Now count to 10. Yeah. yeah. So with, with Marie, um, I had I had to push to get her body out. But with Dusty Jr., I had I, he just came out. Like, mm-hmm. it, so Once the head, he turned... Well, babies, that's the thing, is that moms are involved in the process and the babies are involved in the process, so... It's not just the mom. When I wasn't as involved. (laughs) Um, I personally, like, so... When his head was being born, it was the ring of fire, like, just, Mm -hmm. like, textbook... Um, I'm ripping in half mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like there and I was telling Julie and I think maybe I could have been in a slightly better position but it was just naturally where I wanted to go but I do think if I had maybe had my back a little more out of the water and not been so concerned with having it submerged for pain because I wasn't having the really bad contractions anymore that being a little higher would have helped with the angle and like the pressure of him coming out and like in retrospect I do think that I could have I, I would try lifting up a little bit in that position because I did end up tearing but even in that moment a oh boy oh that was like the contractions are really bad and like needing the counter pressure is really bad but I also feel like it's a completely different pain that's also really bad when the head is coming out mm-hmm. and, and I'm like oh like starting to wonder like and I know it can be a little discouraging and you know when you're like like one of the first things I think about when I get pregnant now like after Marie uh-huh. with, like with Dusty I was like whoa I have to give birth you know uh-huh. <laughs> but like I'll say in a minute that pain that fear goes away and the desire 
to have another child comes back. Yes. Because, you know, the joy. But even then, pain. you still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All it's a of a sudden, thing. they're like, oh. Like, oh, I, I, in nine months, I'm going to be hit by a car. Like, yeah. that you. But know. also, in that immediate moment, right after they slide out. And it's relief. Like, it's relief, but it's, like, also the sweetness oh, of this, like, euphoria. new. And so, it's, like, in the same moment of it being horrible, then it's, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. So. Um, God gave me a lot of peace and strength in that moment. I had a lot of verbalizing out, like, God, thank you for being, like, affirmation. Like, thank you, God, for being with me in this moment. Thank you for sustaining me in this moment. Please don't leave me in this moment. Thank Mm -hmm. you, God, in this moment. Like, you know, a lot of talking to God and just really, I mean, honestly, I couldn't, like, imagine not putting my faith in him in that moment Mm -hmm. but anyway so his head came out dusty felt his head as you saw in that Mm -hmm. video and like his ears and it was just amazing like i'm like i'm holding my baby's head and my body's holding the rest of him ask dusty too i did okay you want to feel this because it just it was just so cool i'm on my knees i've got my arms over the i can't even imagine if i asked (laughs) you or tim i I didn't expect him do you want to feel this he'd be like Wow! No, no, no. He might pass out right now. I'm gonna leave now. Squeamish. Oh, like not. He'll pass out. Yeah, like legit. So he reached down and held, and was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. Um, I feel like out of the two of my births that I have felt the whole time, like once you hit transition, like feeling inside, like where the baby is, and then like guiding them, like feeling physically with my hands the baby coming out has been totally different than it just feeling like it's happening to me and I don't know what's going on down there you know and how close I we are I highly highly encourage women who mm-hmm. are giving birth to feel for reach yourself. inside and try to feel where your baby is I, and connect with your yeah. baby in that way I think yeah. it makes a huge but huge it's something difference. that I feel like people are so weirded out by for some I didn't reason even, I just felt like that just happened naturally like, yeah because I wanted to know how much closer I was getting which I didn't know and I'm glad I didn't know how like how dilated I was yeah uh I think that would have been discouraging I can't really but to the point where you're like I know the head is yeah yeah, I know I'm fully dilated and we're moving towards like pushing pushing but I feel like it's just so interesting that we've been like programmed to feel totally fine and comfortable with like letting some stranger nurse or doctor like stick their hands up there and feel around right but yeah we feel like oh that should I stick my fingers in my vagina like that feels weird I think I was over verbalizing to my team I was like two knuckles guys two knuckles no that's you know like okay I don't think that's over verbalizing I think that actually when you are part of the birth team you would much rather the mom be connecting with her baby in that way and right. feeling for herself and letting you know two because knuckles as because the birth you team, can't see you don't know no, right. you, yeah. you don't want to we're questions. relying on the yeah. mom I think that's what was so my first birth arrow's birth that I did that I just remember feeling like no one's telling me where I'm at I am telling my birth team yes. right now. I'm not relying on other people to tell me that information. I'm saying two knuckles and, and now one knuckle and, and now that the heads out. a major difference from Calvary's birth. Major. Where that, that was like was... huge. And I feel like it came down to me being the one to supply the information, not other people telling me where I was at. And sometimes just a little bit too much advice offered up can be really discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's part of the reason why I 
another reason why my birth with Marie was so diff- different and difficult mm-hmm. was like I was looking for outward yes. help. And, yeah. and you have to. Like maybe I don't if know. If you tried to reach down and be feeling where your baby is inside of you in the hospital, they would like, I don't even know what they would do. Get a glove on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't examine me much when, but yeah, I, yeah. and even at the hospital, I was able to, able to, you see that? Like, uh-huh. I was allowed to. Feel give, your own vagina? Bit, no, give, <laughs> probably, but no, <laughs> give birth in like a squatting position. Like, mm-hmm. like they brought yeah. like a stool and sat it under me. And so, yeah. I, I, but like that, and I think that's even somewhat unusual that from what I've heard. Right, those are like the great progresses. Like, like, midwives like, 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 we really yeah. went out of our way to accommodate this To go this get this natural birth, birth. For real though, the midwife was kind of bragging. Like, yeah. she was like, yeah, this is one of the things we do. Like, and everyone was like, what just happened? Um, yeah. So I bet that there were people like nurses that there could have been nurses that had never really seen a birth stool. Everybody nurse. kept telling me how amazing I was. Or a lot of nurses like, have never even seen a natural birth. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I didn't feel amazing. I just uh, like you can't. I'm just I'm forced to do this. Like, I don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a ba- the baby's head was born three minutes later. His body was born. Um and it didn't hurt after his head came out. Like it was just sitting and waiting. Just yeah. Waiting, and we're waiting. Yeah. Then. Yeah. And so Casey could see his face because I was on my knees with my arms over the edge of the birth pool and she was behind me doing counter pressure like Superman with her feet on the wall. Her top half was just soaked because she had been in the water like chest high, mm-hmm. um, dipped in the water, and she just saw his face looking at her. Um, crying and you know she was really emotional it was very special and then when when we got him in our arms um, we had like 20 minutes that was just uninterrupted by anyone Uh, very few words were said like by anyone else I think once Julie mentioned how much vernix he had on him and that Mm -hmm. was like the extent of it we didn't know he was a boy um, we waited a while to check and we had planned on doing that. We just wanted to have him in our arms because it would be the only time we didn't know his gender um, unless we follow the... Did you have any, like, as your You said that you thought it sounded like a girl. Mm-hmm. After he was out and crying. He was crying. I was like, babe, that sounds like a girl. Yeah. yeah. And we thought it was a girl, but we hoped it was a boy. But we just, uh-huh. all we knew was having girls. And my pregnancy was sa- the same as all of my other ones. Okay. Same amount of time of nausea. Like, everything mm-hmm. was very similar. Huh. It was an easier pregnancy, but yeah. So, um, just lifted up that towel after maybe three minutes of him being born, maybe less, looking and seeing, oh my goodness, my son, my son. It was very special. Very, very special, yeah. And it was like suddenly this amazing relief and like I knew I had to give birth to to the placenta still and there was a little bit of struggle with that but um I was cut daddy cut the cord at 251 so he was like 49 minutes born and we cut the cord um in my in my bed um he latched within the first hour after he was born and just so unlike anything we had experienced before it was very special and it was exactly what we wanted and isn't it could have gone differently i'm sure but isn't it like unreal to just like get to climb into your bed that was the best part and then knowing that like 
all your other kids get to like wake Wake up up and come in my bed and like it's not it just feels so amazing yeah it was nice um I like was able to take a bath you know and like clean up and climb into my bed and and then go to sleep and I didn't have anyone asking me questions or checking on me or I remember my birth with Archer was so strange because I had like how my labors are with like yeah long spaced out but then his like actual like real I know I'm in labor and I'm about to have a baby was like only an hour so as of like 11 o'clock that night I was still kind of like hanging out with my parents and they were like oh we're gonna go to bed and then he was born at like 12.54 a.m. like so and then we were like cleaned up and in bed by like three or four. So it was like, it wasn't like a daytime birth mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, I didn't miss a night of sleep because it was like, mm-hmm. but I also never really felt like I'm, it, it just was yeah. all so quick that it was like, I remember waking up the, then in the morning and being like, I have already, I gave birth like nine hours ago and I've already slept like five hours in my own bed and Mm -hmm. this is crazy like yeah yeah it was great yeah Yeah, that's when I was like real sold on the whole thing Mm -hmm. it was glorious it really was and going to bed at like five and Casey stayed the night you know on the couch and like brought me a slice of cake the next morning because I had to cut back on all my sugar yeah because I had some some sugar issues uh with my blood sugar um so, yeah, it, like three hours later, I woke up and I felt really well rested because I, I was at home mm-hmm. and I knew that I could go right back to sleep whenever I wanted to. I wasn't like on someone's timeline. I wasn't going to get like a lunch tray and like it was going to get cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just like whatever, you know, like I, I'm staying in bed for 15 days, guys. Like I'm going to be in my bedroom or I'm going to be in bed for five days. And so yeah. it was nice and it didn't feel rushed. Um I remember, though, this is this all end with this, because I know this is kind of long, but um, 4.30 a.m., I'm in my bath. Casey's sitting next to me, and at this point, you know, she's seen it all, so I'm just sitting there, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's yeah. no <laughs> shame, like... Yep. And, you know, as opposed to, like, you wouldn't just walk around, you know, with your best friend, like, on a normal day. You right. Know, you wouldn't it's not like, like I'm in the my, postpartum I'm going to a bath. Do you want to yeah, come, come sit in. with me? Yes. Yes. That's not It wouldn't be that big of a deal, but I also wouldn't have just been, it's like, just not normal. you know, just yeah. all out. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. different. So we're talking, and I'm like, Casey, I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, let's talk adoption. Let's talk epidural. Mm-hmm. And these are the conversations. Yeah. That these are this is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, "Yeah, I was getting baby fever. Never mind. Like, you know, uh-huh. this is a real yeah. conversation. Uh-huh. Four to seven days. That's the time it takes me to change my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember kind of grieving a little bit. Um, and I, yeah, I was like, a, it was like a grieving process where I felt guilty because I knew that God, that I was." would be in sin to be like, I'm not doing that again, even Mm -hmm. though that's God's design for me to bring the children into the family through my body, Mm -hmm. like, unless we adopt or whatever. So I was grieving that, and it took me a while to realize why I felt, like, sick to my stomach for a couple of days. Like, like, no, Dusty, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) no. Like, I cannot. Like, I don't know what we're going to have to do. Yep. But these I were my exact conversations with Tim after Ruben's birth. But like for months of like yeah. 
no, I know that this is like what God wants us to do, but no. Right, because <laughs> like, I no. knew that, that it was good. Like, and yeah. I think that was part of the reason why I was so upset is because I knew, and I'll say it the way I felt it at the time, that it was going to happen to me again. Mm-hmm. That was how I felt. Mm-hmm. Like it was happening to me again. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to be the victim of having to give birth again. Yeah. And, but it so my mind and heart changed. And there was a lot of prayer involved in that um, to... And also getting to know my son and going back and really reflecting on those moments, getting him into my arms and knowing him by name and hearing, you know, his sweet sounds on my chest and realizing that that's not mine. I don't know whose kid that is. Um, Realizing that um, he was this individual person Mm -hmm. that never would be created again just like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And looking at the Amnesty and the Noel and the Marie and the Dusty Jr. that God blessed me with and realizing that if God wants to bless me with a Lynn or a whoever, like, mm-hmm. that that was worth that period of time that seemed impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he has changed my heart. And I did have that same moment with Marie, you know, where I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Um, and even now, I will say this, I still think about it. I'm like, whew, like... You know, maybe, maybe I will adopt, like maybe let's, cause, but the thing is, is that there's really no, I drew a scale on this paper, you guys, and it's got on one side of it, it has pains and one side of it has joys, right? And the joys are so much more weighty and worthy uh, than the pains like felt mm-hmm. in that moment. And so mm-hmm. it, it does make it all worth it. And I would do it again. And I don't have a choice either way. But mm-hmm. I'm just Well, I think that that's the other thing that it can come down to is we can really want to dig our heels in and say, no, I will never do that again. But then if you really think about right. like... I think I know where you're going with this. But. Like that... We aren't guaranteed that. Right. That's it. And as soon mm-hmm. as you think that oh, maybe God never, like, maybe I could stay open to it Suddenly and God doesn't mm-hmm. ever choose to bless me with this again. Like, this is a blessing. This is a gift. This isn't something I can manufacture. Like, right. I can, we can do everything in our human, like, abilities to create a baby, but... Mm-hmm it doesn't guarantee that you will ever get to do that. I think we, in our culture, have just decided that, like, if you have sex, you will get pregnant. And mm-hmm. But yet we have proof all around us all the time of mm-hmm. people who are wanting and willing and doing everything they need to do to have a baby. And God has chosen, for whatever reason, not to open their womb. And it's not promised to us again. So Right. Or, it, or you know, struggle with... with like lots of miscarriages and Mm -hmm. you know knowing that like there's people that are like battling with like don't ever get me pregnant again you know they would do anything to have those labor pains you know so yeah it's definitely I'm grateful my perspective has changed and I know Mm -hmm. that like fear comes in you know and I have to like pray about Mm -hmm. that because Mm -hmm. that's just a real thing Yeah. yeah This is that ending part where you guys get super awkward. I we every time. Or we're like, well, huh. Any other final end, words? How do we end this one? <laughs> or when Danny starts the next episode, she's like, the last one sucked. <laughs> every time. <laughs>
I feel good about this one. I feel like I ran I'm, a lot. I don't feel like I'm gonna get on. We always do this too, where we critique <laughs> at the end of the episode as if we don't just. How about we shut it off and then we can talk about it. The funny thing is too, we never really listen to them ever again, and we never listen to them. Chip I listen to them, you guys, but well, I wasn't there to record it, so I don't know. Right, you, you don't know what we say. Like I feel. Well, like you I'm, listen. There are times that I don't know if I want to go back and listen. There are times that I'm like really end it thinking that was really bad mm-hmm. and. Like what? You wonder why you're oh, even well. doing this? Like, do you yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Like every single episode. That's great. Well, I enjoy them, and sometimes I get mad at you guys. Like, dude, what were they doing that was so important that they couldn't record this week? Mm, so maybe nothing great. Well, I just know that. Okay. That's um, good. I feel like the times that we're like, mm, should we even be doing this? God really usually bad. sends people to be like, mm-hmm. that was really encouraged. And we're like, okay, fine. We'll keep doing this. Yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, through this pregnancy with Dusty Jr., I actually went back and I listened to the earlier episodes where you guys talked about like certain things like nutrition um, or like when you were pregnant mm-hmm. through those. And mm-hmm. we would talk about like, and this was obviously a while back, but like you would talk about um you know, your first trimester, yeah. your second trimester. And it really helped me. I was like, oh, that's happening to me right now. Aww, like, that's great. So, yeah, I would go back and listen to those. Yeah. Good. Super. Great. My stomach just growled. <laughs> Signing us off. <laughs> it's like, bye, <laughs> bro. Bye. 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 bye.